0: Oh Men up in my city on the roof yeah They took when I'm way about a hoop
1: The Providence College Friars Top for the crossover for the, <laughs> oh, 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 right. oh. the Big East Edward the rest of the college hoops Rocher world. Setting the screen, Dunn, twisting his this way in. is the Providence Crier podcast. With your host, a PC grad standing in at four feet tall. He is the Providence Crier himself, Mike Surrette.
0: Man, my on the yeah. David Duke when I'm Welcome everybody day. to another episode of the Providence Crier Podcast.
2: I'm your host, Mike Serrett, <laughs> Follow me on Twitter, that's at Providence Cryer. Read our blog, ProvidenceCryer.com. Join with me as always, you got BOC. Follow him on Twitter, at BOC all day. Today is Wednesday, February 1st. The calendar has flipped to February BOC. And boy, do we got a big one in the Big East top 25 showdown between number 16 Xavier against our Friars sitting at number 17 um at the Sintas Center 6:30 p.m. FS1 um, i mean we, we got our article out uh previewing the game but i mean make no bones about it BLC. this is a, this is a big one
3: yeah we when we put the article out the outlook of this game was drastically different than it is now. We, we, we submitted it and put it out in the Twitter world, uh, on the internet Tuesday, late morning, early afternoon, and expecting a full rotation with Xavier and unbeknownst to us, we heard some rumors about it, but I mean, us Fremantle out for a month with some type of left foot injury, who knows if it's broken sprain. Um, so Uh, our outlook on the game is different, definitely. But this is still a massive game. We are still on the road. Xavier, even without Fremantle, I think is a top three, top four team in the Big East. They have a player in Boom who is, you know, in in the short list for Big East Player of the Year. Conkle's a veteran. Nunji's one of the best bigs in the league. Colby Jones is a great, you know, two-way player. He does a little bit of everything. They remind me a lot of last year's Providence team, and they're a team that I can see, you know, depending on how Fremantle recovers, being a dark horse Final Four team. So this is not going to be easy with or without Fremantle. I'm curious to see what the line is, you know, with Fremantle no longer being available.
2: Yeah, I mean, you want to look inside the – the inner workings of the province crier um last night i was i was starting an article kind of getting some ideas down and i didn't text bfc a classic crier uh so he just went off on his own and, and wrote a full one but i caught wind of this uh on the bird app from some xavier folks that they spotted Fremantle around campus with a walking boot um Sure enough, where, where there's smoke, there's fire, as they say. Boc, and um, missing him is massive. Um, I'm just going to put it right there. And of course, if we win tomorrow, you're going to get the people come out and say, "Oh, here come the Friars again! Lucky Friars! No Fremantle in this one."
3: Are we? Are we going to ignore that Bynum was out for like a you know? Yes, month? of
2: course we have to Boc. Yeah, yeah, okay. It doesn't matter for us. It only matters yeah. when it helps us.
3: That that we, makes
1: sense.
2: we are not. Creighton is is a team that has been selected by the committee to get the benefit of the doubt because Ryan uh because Cockbrenner was out but we don't get that ever BC <laughs> uh so no it does not matter we lost those games we we're losers in those games
3: it's all we and it's also out. it's also Bynum's not a role player he's in he's oh. already he's already an all-conference player he's already been there and done that but Hey, you know, if it fits the narrative. It's Providence, even how the media perceives them. Game on. Uh, let's just, you know, roll the ball out there. It's a big East. Everybody has injuries. Stings for Fremantle. But, you know, when they're looking at the resumes in March, if we have a road W against Xavier, I don't, it doesn't matter. That's a resume, That's a resume booster. That makes us go from a four seed to a three seed, that type of win on the road. So I don't care how we get the win on the road. Let's just get it.
2: Yeah, so you know, so far this biggie season, the top five teams in the league haven't been able to win on the road against another top five team in the Big Um so Friars
3: Wait, didn't didn't Xavier uh beat UConn?
2: BOC. UConn's not top five in the Oh league.
3: that's my that's my fault. Did you is. see, that's good that's good podcasting right there. <laughs> <laughs>
2: um so so, yeah, I mean, it's it's a tough undertaking, especially when you consider, you know, look at the teams that, that are at the top right now, Providence, Xavier, Marquette, Creighton. Those schools, very tough venues to play at. Very tough. You know, I, I think Sintas and the Amp are probably the two best in the conference and two of the best in the country in terms of home court advantage. Um, and then Creighton's all, always a tough place to play, especially if they got dollar beer night uh, flowing. Um, and then Pfizer Forum is, is typically a tough place to play. I mean, whether it's Pfizer F- uh, Forum or the Bradley Center, Providence always had wacky games there. So, um, so yeah, it's, it's you know it shouldn't come as a huge surprise, but to me. I think Providence is probably better equipped than the others to win on the road against the top five. And I say that because one, Cooley's had a knack of that pretty much throughout his career at Providence of of stealing games on the road. Um, And then you look at who, like our team, like Hopkins presents such matchup problems for opposition. Um, And in this game, That Fremantle-Hopkins matchup would have fascinated me because I personally think Hopkins would have got him very frustrated uh, in this game. Is
3: it on the defensive end? Is it almost better that Hunter is forced to play against Hopkins now?
2: Maybe. I mean, he doesn't – Fremantle's a little, like, bulkier than he is. But, yeah, maybe he's a little quicker.
3: It's a good question. I mean, obviously, it's a huge—the it, the biggest loss is on the offensive end, right?
2: Oh yeah, for sure. Even though that one time I said Zach Fremantle, biggest player of the year or defensive player of the year last year.
3: Oh, oh
1: my god,
2: that was a big faux pas by me. Uh, but but yeah, no, you're right. It's definitely more so on the offensive end. And also, if you look at Xavier's um, schedule this year, when they've lost freemantle and nunji just didn't have good games so you know the talk is about boom and he's electric that guy's a bucket getter but if you really dig down and look at their wins and losses um the front court for the majority of their losses has not come through so fascinating to see what what goes down on wednesday the
3: the really interesting thing is you know Hunter's not known as a three-point shooter right um it changes a little bit the whole complexity of how we play them on defense, because in the article we wrote about, it it was all five starters can hit the three ball. All five starters were 39% and above uh, from the three point line. And there's been a ton, there's been crazy, right? There's been a ton of talks about how Fremantle is taking many less threes, but he's making them better. And that, you know, Sean Miller is such a great coach that he's making him more efficient, but now with, Fremantle out the threat of that four man hitting a three doesn't really exist. So you can kind of pack the paint a little bit and double Munji, which you couldn't, you wouldn't be able to do that if Fremantle was playing. So it makes it really interesting and it clogs the paint. Regardless, we need to, again, we wrote about an article. We need to just get up in their jerseys and have them try and beat us off the dribble playing man to man defense. We can't fall asleep on defense. If we even if we go under any screens and they bury a couple threes, I'm gonna lose my mind. You have to fight through all of them. This is a very, very dangerous team, even without Fremantle. And it's going to come down to defense.
2: Yeah. Um, yeah. I, I believe Cooley in his career against Sean Miller, just one game, that game with Kriston uh against Arizona in the legacy, I believe it was. Cooley gets the better of him there. Um But these two guys are are friends um, and they're two of the best coaches in the country. Yeah. I'm not saying they're one, two, but they're up there uh, as two of the better coaches in this country. And I think, um, you know, for, for Xavier, it was such a blessing to get him back. I mean, you know, they get, They get the benefit of him getting run out by these FBI allegations that end up being absolutely nothing. And, like, we even talked about he would probably face a suspension at some point this year. That fell through. So, I mean, they got an absolute winner in Sean Miller. I think he's a fantastic coach. Like, you know, the previous two seasons, this was the month where Xavier collapsed on their face. And I think some of their players realize that. And so that will be interesting for them Mm -hmm. from, like, a mental hurdle perspective Mm -hmm. um, with this being the first game of February, right? But I don't – and I think you can agree with me. We don't envision that coming close to happening this time around.
3: And to be clear, Xavier, last couple of years, it wasn't a talent issue.
2: No. If
3: Sean Sean Miller was their coach the past couple of years, they are – a perennial Sweet 16 team, in my opinion. Sean Miller – say whatever you want about Travis Steele. Sean Miller inherited a very healthy roster. He did. And he also added, he also added some pieces, yes. But Travis Steele, you got to give him his flowers. He did a great job building that roster. So, you know, he doesn't get he, – he didn't produce, and that's, that's the business side of things, unfortunately. But Sean Miller has – a very had a very good team heading into the se- season, and he just augmented what they are already.
2: Yeah, um, you know, it, the, you know, w- w- it, we gave our predictions in the article. You have PC winning. I have them still losing. Um, you know, Fremantle obviously changes that, but it, I, I think, like you said, it, even if they win this game, it's not going to be easy. Um, it's not going to be easy at all. Um, but You know, I'm kind of thinking about you said muck it up, and I find that interesting. Because I do think you want to slow the game down a bit. But like are you talking muck it up in classic Ed Cooley muck it up fashion?
3: I am talking muck it up, like I don't want us I don't want it to be a St. John's type game where we're running up and down the court. I get what you're saying, and I actually thought a lot about this, like Hey, we have the athletes. Like, maybe we shouldn't muck it up because we have the athletes over them. This might be a game where we do have the athletes, but I don't want us to get in to transition because, I mean, think about the Nova game. How many times have we had had wide open looks, wide open looks from three, and we just clanked them? If we if that same thing happens against Xavier, they are going get they're, going to, they're yeah. going to bury us. They're going to bury us. So I'd rather take our chances of hey, we might be losing a little bit athleticism by playing in a half court set, but I think we're better suited to win this game in a half court set.
2: Yeah. Um, And, you know, even though I'm predicting Xavier win, I still think we can get this done. And let's look at our good friend, Kent, uh, because here's where I think we have an edge. Yes. Xavier's offense is better than ours, but I don't think it's that much better. We rank, the, they're six overall in offensive efficiency. We're at 19. Like, by far, Cooley's best offense ever. Offensive um, side of the ball. We come in at 55, and we're trending up, okay? If you remember, we were in the 70s for the majority of the season, mm-hmm. and even um, Sarah Kostick on the broadcast mentioned that mm-hmm. um, that You know, Providence's defense is turning the corner lately. Um, And Xavier's defense is not very good. So, you know, to me, it's like, can you, if they can play this in the upper 70s as opposed to the upper 80s, that's where I want this game to be. And I I think you're under the same impression. But when you say muck it up, I I know
3: you're thinking like a 68, 68, 65 victory. The thing is, even when I say muck it up, it's like muck it up in terms of making it hard on you, know, like the typical Cooley teams on defense that like just really get physical and make the other team frustrated. Um, we have the athletes now where this version of Providence's muck it up is, hey, low seventies, mid seventies.
2: Oh my god! So we're gonna do Ken again.
3: Well, does does, does Ken does Ken account for the Fremantle injury?
2: I don't believe he does.
3: So I would have. Okay. So what you want me to give it a shot? Mm-hmm. I would. Have, Ken would have said Xavier wins by six.
2: You're off this time, and the crier is eerily close to Ken Pomeroy's prediction.
3: What did he say? What did he say?
2: Eighty-two seventy-eight loss for Providence.
3: Oh, yeah. So I was too off. I wasn't that far off.
2: No, no I didn't. did I say you were that far off?
3: Yeah, you said I was off. Yeah, you
1: well, I see you're off. I mean, you are off.
2: You're off by who?
3: <laughs> That's actually – that has to take into account Fremantle not being – four points at home with a healthy Xavier, I would think would have been a seven or eight-point favorite.
1: I don't know. It's interesting. It is isn't.
3: Um,
2: but so it, it's – and we'll see what the line is. Like, do we even have a line yet, you know?
3: No, but I, I think the line's got to be, like, two and a half, three now.
2: Oh, I see it. It's – nailed it, see. Providence plus three. Yeah. So maybe it does. It opened at four, though. So I think – no, I think
3: – You don't think it did, and then it dropped down?
2: A point because the funny thing about college hoops is the information about injuries is like far less yeah, I know. impactful, it's just just it. Um, and another thing is like you got to kind of look at the public here. I bet the public will start to hammer the Friars, um, would be my guess with no Fremantle. Um, but let me tell you a little interesting story with Ken Palm last night. Oh, that, that I had. Yeah. Um, and, and this will be good because this will actually talk about teams outside the beast. Yep. Um, Texas Tech, 10-11 on the year, 0-8 in Big 12 play. Um, they have a game against 12 ranked Iowa State. Remember an Iowa State team that I told you I could see them going to Big 12 conference play and losing a bunch of games and being out of the yeah. tournament picture? Well, they're in first place, BOC. <laughs> so, swing and a miss by the <laughs> crier. However,
3: who's is uh who's who's coaching them? Is that the kid from Vermont?
2: No, it's Um o- former South Dakota State, then turned UNLV coach. He kind of just kind of just hung out there for a while and didn't do much.
3: What's the name of the kid who hit the deep ball from Vermont? <laughs>
2: Uh, Sorenstein.
3: Oh, okay. Both weird. That coach
2: is super old. The the new one that they have, I
3: know John, I know John Becker. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I'm never mind.
2: Okay. Um, so, you know, I do some gambling. I look at the line, it's Texas Tech minus two and a half. I'm like, what in the world? (laughs) Like, this line is is weird. Yeah. And for me, you know, I, you know, I don't want to get into theories of betting. I'm no expert, but I kind of like to look for lines that seem to make zero sense. Yeah, and then would, go with that like,
3: one makes zero sense.
2: Right? Sure does make yeah. zero sense. Um, so I'm like, all right, I got to check Ken Palm. Like, did he really have them winning by two?
3: Yeah.
2: If he had them losing by by two though, only two, which again is kind of weird. So give him
3: some credit. Yeah.
2: I, oh, I know. And I'm ready to, like, dash this guy because I don't know if you caught what happened in that game, but uh Texas Tech finds themselves down 20 and a half, down tw- as many as 23 in the second half. And I'm like, like, God, like, this is the worst bet ever. Like, sometimes, I guess, you you know, you got to know suck is suck. And, uh you know, I should have won Iowa State.
3: Yeah, that's
1: Texas right.
2: Tech storms back. Did you catch one of those?
3: Yeah, I know. That was crazy.
2: They freaking win in overtime by three points. I get the miracle cover.
3: That's,
1: yeah. that's...
2: <laughs> Just unbelievable stuff. And honestly, you want to talk about, you know, the Xavier team that's collapsed on the stretch. A loss like that, boy, oh boy. That,
3: it start, that starts to have things spiral. Yeah,
2: Yeah, and, and guess what? They're ahead of us in the ranking BOC, so we get a win Wednesday. I, don't
3: know we I know, dude. If we get a win, oh man. Um, so I talked about it in the article. What do you think are the keys to like, if we if we win Wednesday, what what happens? What did we do right?
2: Um, it's tough to say because you know you look at the Villanova game, and you would think, oh, we got to the line a bunch. We didn't. Um, yeah. Nova somehow reverted to the Jay Wright whistle in that game. Um, you know, I, I think it'll be hard for us to really dominate the free throw attempts in this game. Not from the sense of, can our guys do it? More so yeah. of the sense of what's going to get called. And it's going to be a crazy environment, yeah. Um, But I, I would hope like like they would probably have to that's the line. Take care of the rock. You probably need Bynum to put on cape again.
3: But he, know. but that's a, he can like. No, I know. He, like, um, boom is not a big guy, so that that helps that helps both ends for Bynum really well and breed to a certain extent. Um, uh, the one that, by so Bynum can do that. Yeah, I think he struggles a lot of times with like bigger guards. Um. The one that I have circled as potentially really hard matchup is Carter. So who guards Carter? Do you? Conkel can't keep Kunkel's not strong. No. Did you put Jones, I'm glad
2: you bring this up because you put
3: you put Jones on him.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah.
3: But then, but then who? But okay, so you put Jones on Carter, Hunter on Hopkins. Oh. Dude, this is a problem. This is like we could talk about how great Xavier is and they are we're just, we're damn good too. Like those, uh, yeah.
2: two, those
3: two players are matchup nightmares and that's what we talked about.
2: Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, obviously you want a big game from hop. Um, you know, I see like Kunkel is having a good year, but Travis Steele Kunkel did not scare me. Does, <laughs> does Sean Miller Kunkel scare me? I don't know. Uh, I'm going to find out. Um, <laughs> Is it, but I was hey, by worried. the way,
3: by the way, is it is a bad boom doesn't scare me at all.
2: Yeah, I think so. <laughs>
3: okay. All right.
2: I mean, he's been unbelievable. All but right. I do think on the flip side, I think JP's got a little chip on his shoulder going in this one. Yeah. Guy Herbie. was
1: re- yeah.
2: projected yep. to be first team all biggies. Obviously, some injuries, some struggles early. He's getting hot at the right time. Uh, I think Bynum could have a big chip on his shoulder to be like, whoa, whoa, slow your roll here. Um, do we
3: see Do we see Sean Miller sweat? I don't we know. Haven't see, we haven't seen it this year. He hasn't
2: sweat, yeah.
3: No, it's, I'm concerned.
2: Um, yeah, I think he will sweat on this one because, you know, like I said, him and Cooley they go back. He's going to want this one. It's a big one.
3: Um, I think we'll see a lot of Clifton more, too, by the way.
2: Yeah, and so that's another thing. Like, if Providence can have the rim protection that they had against Nova, that's going to help them immensely.
3: They, sh- they should, too, by the way. They, besides Nungi, they don't have too, right. big, too big of a team. Yeah. And also, uh, also, I hope they call the 10 walks a game Kobe Jones has.
2: Ooh, shuts fire, PFC. I mean,
3: he, he takes steps on almost every possession.
2: Well, if, you know. I'll be fine with them not calling them if they're not gonna call them on, on Hopper Carter and some of their takes. So
3: no, that's fine. Yeah.
2: Um
3: all right. So I, I gave my prediction. This was before Fremantle. I said surprise win 78, 77. Now that you know free so that was even before it. So I was predicting a pretty big upset. I just have a weird feeling. Providence grabs this one. Now with Fremantle out, what do you what do you think?
2: I'm not gonna change my prediction. Just because it's a tough environment. I know it impacts immensely. Like, are you really going to go to a blowout now? I don't think so. No. <laughs> like, it's got to be tough. Like, think about the games at Xavier in the past.
3: I understand that. I, I feel great about this team, though.
2: Oh, so <laughs> do I. Believe me. I've been pumping this team's tires since Biggest me Day. All right? Um, you've been,
3: yeah, you've been driving the bus. <laughs> I've
2: been driving the bus, man. All right, you got anything else? Like, yeah, you know what? I'm just going to stick to my prediction. Uh, it's better to be gladly surprised than uh, disappointed, right? Yeah. I,
3: well, it'd be known I, I'm the one who believes in our team.
2: Oh, come on. D- <laughs> don't even give me that. Uh, all right, anything else?
3: No, that's it, man.
2: Alrighty, so, um, you know, righty, obviously- so. Get
3: your, get your crier shirts. We just sent out some merch for them uh, earlier today. Get them on the website. Thank you for the support, everybody.
2: Yeah, that's been uh, cool to see. We're glad that very, we're it's
3: been It's been very cool to see.
2: Yeah. Um, so, and then, yeah, Friars are off on Saturday. So, you no know, weekend or, or Sunday, because they played Sunday for some reason. Yeah. yeah.
1: Um.
2: So, they'll be off. This is the only one. If they can get it, oh, baby, we're cooking with gas.
3: Oh, yes, we are.
2: All right. <laughs>
0: Until next time, Fire Town, we'll see you later. See you guys. School. Man up in my city on the roof, yo. Yeah. David Duke when I'm with a Crossover, Heard they sleeping on me, well, let's take them back to school. PC, you know we not go, eh. Call like AJ Reeves when I'm off that pick and roll, Fall down, bounce back like Emmy Hope, I'm the Alpha Dog, the they was sleeping on me, that's what made me a savage. Me a savage. And he see me bumping, so we gon' let them have it, yeah. They don't want no static, we at the top just like the attic. At the this year we taking over March Madness. Man, up in my city, I'm the truth, yeah. David Duke, when I'm way above the hoop, eh. Crossover, I might throw the you. But they sleeping on me while well I take them back to school. Man, up in my city, I'm the truth.